0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Odyssey 500 with me, your host, Anaya. As you guys can tell, I'm speaking louder. That's because I'm currently home alone. Thank God. Uh, No distractions for once. So, like I was saying last Tuesday in the middle of my rants and raves, which is not new. um, I'm working on this whole schedule thing because... I wanna start shoveling out some more episodes and I'm already like on week ten and eleven and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's let's get it done while we can, you know? That's the whole point of it. So I'm thinking but I'm gonna start doing it in the evenings. Like when everything's died down or like at night when like my parents are in bed. My sister has her music blaring through her headphones and I can hear it halfway down our hallway. You know, so that's what I'm just thinking about doing. I still got to tweak some things, move some things around. Even with college, you know, the whole schedule thing, I'm actually getting ahead in all my work. I actually finished all my work for one class and another class. I'm just doing a project. And I was just in here taking notes, which also isn't new. And so I'm like, well, you know, I might as well shuffle out a couple of episodes while I'm just sitting here. You know, because my hand really needed a break from all that writing. So, this week, uh, the question I'm going to be asking is what book, or like by book, I mean like magazine, article, poem, you name it, has influenced your life? Let that soak in. And I know a lot of us like, well, we hate to read and stuff like that. So, that's why I didn't want to just make it specifically like a book. It could be like a quote or something like that. And basically, what's its significance to you? personally. And so I was actually thinking about this for a while because over the summer right before I started college, you know, I got really into the uh poetry and stuff. I'm not sure if you guys are subscribed to it on YouTube, but I was just like browsing YouTube because what else are kids who's about to go to college do? And I found this uh YouTube channel. It's called Red Frost Motivation. That's red as in the color red. Frost Motivation. And I subscribed to it, and like I think every couple of days, like maybe once or twice a week, or something like that, they uh release these videos about a speaker reading off all these ancient and significant poems, and I really like just fell in love with it and so i'm I'm still subscribed to it, and I was actually listening to it like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I came across this poem that personally like stood out to me and when I you know read it and everything like that I actually went back and re-listened to it or like we played it or whatever and I was like you know that's that's good <laughs> and so that's the poem I picked was do not stand at my grave and weep it's by Mary Elizabeth Fry that's not like in the fry food it's an f-r-y-e fry Mary Elizabeth Fry and so what I'm doing I'm just going to read the poem and I'm just going to explain why it had a lot of significance to me as an individual and why I chose it for this week. Okay? So like I said the name of the poem that I picked is Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep by Mary Elizabeth Frye. And it goes Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there, I do not sleep. I am in the thousand winds that blow. I am the softly falling snow. I am the gentle showers of rain. I am the fields of ripening grain. I am in the morning hush. I am in the graceful rush of beautiful birds in circling flight. I am the star shine of the night. I am in the flowers that bloom. I am in a quiet room. I am in the birds that sing. I am in each lovely thing, do not stand at my grave and cry, I am not there, I do not die." That's deep, isn't it? And when I first listened uh, listened to it, they had a man reading it, but Mary Elizabeth Fry was the one who wrote it, just for those who didn't know. And so like I said, I chose that because, I don't know, it's just something about it, and. Let me just break it down for you guys, in my opinion. I'm about to get all philosophical and everything. But when I read that poem, when she said, do not stand at my grave and weep, I'm not there, I do not sleep. The first thing was like, okay, well, where'd you go? Like, where is this like the hashtag zombie apocalypse thing going on that was around in the 1880s or something like that? But then, like, I listened to it, and I was like, whoa, ooh, oh, my. And so it kind of, like, changed my thinking, because, you know, I'm pretty sure she was not talking about zombies or anything like that. But what she was talking about was how, and like I said, this is just my opinion, I think her point that she was trying to get across was just how futile life is, you know. Human life, I should say. It, it comes and it goes. You know, one moment you're here... The next minute you're not and like just like that like you're here and you're not and it's kind of like melodramatic or depressing when you think about it but then when I kept reading and how she was giving all these uh, scenarios about the natural world it was like okay well I kind of see in my own mind's eye how she's comparing human life to the natural world and how with human life is here, and then it's gone. But how in the natural world, it repeats itself. And by repeat itself, I mean it dies, but then it comes back. Like we know with the snow, it snows. But then eventually we know it's going to melt, and then it's gone. But we know eventually at one point and another, that snow is going to come back. It's not that same snow... Which, I mean, technically it is, if you guys want to get all, you know, scientifical about that too, but you guys get my point. And so how basically the natural world rejuvenates itself, how it heals itself, whereas with the human life, after a certain amount of years, there's nothing more that, in a sense, there's nothing more that can really be done. And so, you you know, just die. But with the natural world, how everything has its purpose and how everything comes back and how it never really just disappears it's just gone for that time until it's time for it to come back and so that's that's kind of how I was seeing it and I said well you know that's actually pretty deep and then when at the end, when I read that last line, when she said, do not stand at my grave and cry, I am not there, I do not die. I mean, obviously we know that she herself is dead, but what she's saying in a sense is that her her work, like the poem like this, it's still around. So a part of her is still living. A part of her is still alive. And so I think that what she's really just trying to convey is, don't stand there and cry, because I'm not dead, I'm still alive, I'm just not physically there, but my work is going to carry on, Uh, the things I did in society is going to carry on, even though it was like back in the 1880s, or whatever time she was in, it's still here, and obviously there's still people who read it, like myself, in in essence, and it's still significant enough for it to be published on sites like YouTube and have people narrated on YouTube. And so that all kind of just boils down to like the whole existential question of what is your purpose in life? What's the meaning to life? Well, how do you want to uh, have society remember you? And I know it's some like cliche questions that everyone asks but you can never really get an answer to. But How do you know if it's not a personal question? It's not something you ask someone else because no one else can give you a definition. It's their own definition that they have to create within themselves. And so I I don't know. I just kind of found that like thought provoking. So that's my uh, significant piece for this week. Uh, If you guys have anything else, uh, feel free to tell me. Feel free to reach out. Still trying to figure out how to get this whole thing with the social media set up. Like I said, by episode 15, I plan on having uh, an Instagram put up. I still got to figure out how to do the sponsors thing. A girl in my class said she was going to help me figure that all out. But um, until then, I'm just, you know, I'm waddling through right now. So... What we're gonna do now is, drum roll please, I don't feel like doing drum roll. We're gonna give you the word of the day. And the word of the day I chose for today is abeyance. And what the heck is that? Not obeyance, but abeyance. It's a noun, and it is defined as a state of temporary disuse or suspension. So basically, it's not in use at the moment. Uh, And the sentence I would use it in is the matters were held in abeyance pending further inquiry. So like I said, it's just basically there's no need for it right now. We'll tuck it to the side until we need it again. You know, simple as that. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, I'm going to try and shovel out maybe two more episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, I plan on having some type of social media put up. I mean, I've got Snapchat, but who really uses that to influence people these days? So I'm trying to get uh, Instagram because I'm just gonna probably wind up posting more of the podcast stuff and r- other dumb like memes and stuff on there. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'm gonna be talking to you guys in like just a couple of more days. See ya.